Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to part three of my uh, stomp with Max Whitlock. We're, we're just actually enjoying a little meander down a slope at, at the moment. Um, we've talked about so much from Olympic highs and also difficulties of that kind of post gold medal, gold medal syndrome sometimes people describe it as. And we're going to pick up where we left off in that, that conversation. Before we continue on our walk, I'd just like to thank Fitflop for sponsoring this episode of the Stompcast and for keeping my feet well looked after while I record these episodes for you. Of course, you'd be familiar with the fact that we record Stompcast while out on a walk with an amazing guest. However, as I've said before, it's so important to make sure we're wearing the right shoes. If we don't consider our footwear, we could cause problems with our body that could have been avoided if we'd use the right footwear. And thanks to Fitflop, we're able to confidently choose a pair of shoes that we know are flexible, lightweight, and contoured to our feet. Thanks to the science in every shoe, each pair of Fitflop is designed to stay comfortable and supportive for long periods of time, meaning you can choose footwear that is suitable for both smooth and flat terrain. And now with Fitflop's Ultralight Neo D Hiker Boot, with responsive cushioning that springs back up after each step, you'll also be able to tackle hiking in the hills. Make sure you check out the full Fitflop range at fitflop.com so that your stomps aren't cut short with unsuitable shoes. Happy stomping. So, you know, you had these blood tests come back. They were normal. You've managed to open up to someone, which is actually really hard for people to do. Mm-hmm. I think particularly I think particularly as men, but I suspect also as athletes, who so you're constantly having this kind of winning mentality, and we might yeah. come on to that in a moment as to what that actually means. What was the next steps in... In kind of getting to yourself back to a better place you know what what did you next did you speak to someone professional um no i haven't and i i if i'm honest i still haven't i haven't throughout my whole career um but i think just talking to my my family talking to leah talking to the people close to me was that kind of big first step that honestly like i couldn't like everyone says it don't they like talk just talk if you're struggling talk to people around you and and you almost, I'd almost over the years brush that, brush that across like, like it's just one of those comments. And I think now I actually really do realise how important that was because talking to the people around me actually cleared up how I was feeling because I couldn't even, I couldn't even understand it myself. So what it done was actually help me clear it up and, you know, get it out. And just obviously the people around me being a soundboard, also soundboard, but also offering advice. And yeah, it's obviously amazing like to try and take those advice on but I think the real tough bit for me was I was in this rut and I knew that at that time you know having a bit more structure would help uh, eating potentially a little bit better um, and exercising because I did none of those things really during that time um, I knew that they would help um, but the bit that kind of where I look back now and was a, li- it's a little bit scary is that I didn't even have the motivation to do any of those three things to help myself get out of the rut. And that's where you kind of, now I can comprehend completely how people 
have felt when they say that they felt this yeah. in this way, whereas I couldn't even put it into perspective before. And before before I felt like this, I felt like I could offer advice to people yeah. who felt like they were lost or whatever. But I literally couldn't understand it, but now I get it. It's like that thing, isn't it, when you're, when you're feeling at your weakest and you're drained, even opening your own curtains feels almost an impossible task. It's and until crazy. you're in that moment of in that head of what that's like, it's hard to, to, to kind of imagine. I mean, it's so important that you, know, you shared what you said about talking because a lot of people do just think, oh, whatever, like, will that make a difference? But you know, for me, and I know like, in the way that I deal with things, talking just unloads so much of that mental weight and the heaviness it's kind of like we're walking through a forest now so like a branch falls down in front of us and like you try and lift that up as yourself on your own and you might struggle if we all do it as a group there's four or five of us here it's easy we literally no stress at all we, it's the same branch yeah but we're doing it together and i think you know if you'll allow me that analogy i think that can be a way we can look at mental struggles as well like why do it on your own when you can do it with others you might you, you might be able to pick up that branch and drag out the way on your own yeah. but are you going to be tired afterwards it's hard work don't yep. need to do it on your own i completely agree and I, I think for for me i think like a lot of people and you say like a lot of men they kind of almost talking feels like you're kind of it feels like a big weakness and i think i have felt like that um a lot of my life really but only now, it's funny that only now that I have opened up and spoke about how I felt, I realise it's, it's actually the opposite, completely. I feel, I, like I started to feel and feel now, because the more I'm talking, so much more refreshed, but also so much more confident in myself to, you know, to not be ashamed of how I felt, because it, it was what it was, but almost like it's built my confidence so much to be almost more comfortable in myself that that was what it was and now I've done yeah. this this and this to help me feel the way I am now and got those tools now as well so it's 100% only learning as I've spoken out that it's a, it's a massive strength. Well I think there's that point and I'm really passionate that emotion is not emasculating you know being masculine is having uh, emotion and actually showing emotions empowering as well like the idea of that we all have ups and downs that's life isn't it like you yeah. you all go through times and that are difficult and trying to like pr pretend that doesn't happen isn't actually just be it is not just it's not just not being true to other people it's not being true to yourself either yeah and that's you the know we're not part. we are human we are human beings we're not machines and you're going to go through times that are difficult and i think what's hard sometimes is talking and explaining and i can only imagine when you come out of something so incredible people go oh but do you not feel amazing because you just won <laughs> you just retained your olympic gold you're you know literally most decorated british gymnast uh, of all time what you've done is incredible how can you not feel good and i think sometimes that makes it more difficult i think yeah. you know thinking about when you were saying like oh i felt like a waste of space the important thing is and i say to anyone and anyway i fell in that trap my, myself when you said it is that we might not identify directly with how people feel in the moment and you don't have to understand entirely mm -hmm. but it's just going do you know what i don't necessarily understand what you mean there but you don't feel right and therefore let's work on it yeah let's talk about it let's let's get support let's get yeah, because like you say, it almost is harder if you're if you have achieved what you've you've wanted to achieve for a long time and then don't feel great for some reason. It would make it worse if then you feel like I shouldn't feel like this, or I don't deserve to feel like this, or or I need to be feeling better because I've just achieved that. Like it almost just gets you more wrapped up in your own head, and sometimes it's just I feel like now just learning. It's important to kind of 
accept it but then see what you can do to kind of help yourself which i know like i said is really hard at the time but it's and you spoke there about like finding that purpose and bringing the other aspects of what well-being into your life and you know when i i wrote a book live well every day and i wrote it for adults and the first chapter is called passion and purpose and the reason i put it at the start is very deliberate because without a sense of purpose none of the rest of it matters and in a way listening to you is kind of what you're describing that you lose your purpose everything else falls down if you kind of refine your direction and purpose all of a sudden going to the gym matters speaking to people thinking about sleep eating well enjoying life then becomes like meaningful again doesn't it completely and i think purpose is i've realized how important it is now um whereas before i thought i really thought that i was searching for contentment i thought surely like the feeling of being content is what everyone wants that's what's going to make you happy but i i feel like feeling of you never know it might come later down um, the line when i'm older but i feel like if i feel content now it's almost almost settling so i'm more interested in finding that purpose yeah. what that is but also yeah. not just what that purpose is and that goal and that target and what you feel but it's the, it's the yeah. journey that yes, for me exactly. is one of the most exactly. important parts and that's the bit where i feel refreshed and excited for um, you hear that cliche of like it's not about the destination it's the journey and it's very cliche but it's absolutely fundamentally true like your purpose can change by the time you're nearly reaching what you believe your purpose was going to be it could have changed again yeah and the goals because you, you, your life changes things happen you have kids your priorities change but it's actually just having a general north star that helps so you know i say to children when I visit school say look you don't need to know the exact coordinates of where you want to get to and you know the exact longitude and latitude exactly what you want to get to if you have a general north south east and west in your life you've nailed it and just head in that direction and have that sense of I don't know exactly where I'm going but I'm going to give it a go in this direction and knowing that that can change as well so you've kind of recently come out of that more difficult time and you know it's clear that you know you've you found so much benefit of bringing in support from people around you and finding you know your purpose again what is the plan like what's next in the journey um so i think that the, the stage one was you know talking to people that helped but i think there was a big stage of in terms of having that you know we talk about that purpose and having that target and i think that's where i feel massively refreshed to now actually have got to a point after talking to, to people and helping me make my own decision to to make that next goal you know i want to go to um the next olympic games i want to make it four olympic games that'd be, wow. be an absolute so paris, dream on paris. to paris the road to paris <laughs> so what <laughs> exactly. so was there like a, a, a turning point of like right because you know early in the conversation you're saying that you kind of made that decision that right that's it no more gymnastics i'm yeah. done mm-hmm. what, what was there a flick of like right actually yeah. is it that purpose was that what it was about it was um you know just talk like Leah could see I was struggling and she was saying you sure you don't want to go into the gym and I was adamant I'd literally shut it down straight away like no I'm, I'm, I'm done I'm finished and it wasn't until that the more conversations I had over a period of time the more and more conversation I had with Leah my parents everyone um, the more I started to realize that the conversations that I was driving were were changing so it was you know rather than talking so negatively about gym side of stuff it was almost you know, I'll talk negative, but then there would be some positives, and then all of a sudden it would then turn into starting with a positive, going a bit negative, but actually coming back to positives, which was, I think was telling me a message. Um, so then I kind of just thought, 
Was it a day you're like, all right, do you know what, Leah? I'm gonna pop down the gym. <laughs> and you're like, yes. Well, like, but she was so happy. She was like, yeah, get him down there. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> well, I come back and and I had like a smile on my face, and Leah like was like basically because I was acting weird. Like she was like, well, what, what's what going you, on? Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go back in the gym. I'm gonna try again. And that wow. was a, a huge part, and I think that was a big relief for Leah because, of course, she's been through she's this journey about with you, me. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, like, I just instantly felt kind of almost like just just refreshed, energized, and now coming back in the gym, I'm loving being back in the gym, and I feel like I've come back with so many different reasons to do it. I like the list; could, list is endless, but just being back um, in with with my target, my my kind of journey towards trying to get there and aim to get my target but almost the feeling of the fear of failure just completely just nowhere because of my kind of vulnerability that I've been so open and spoke about publicly but more so of myself just you know it kind of is what it is you know I felt like that and now I'm in a position where you know what I'm going to give it a shot and if it goes to plan it goes to plan but if it doesn't yeah. I want to try. So you do you, you almost you almost feel now, are you, are you less afraid, like whatever failure means to you, are you less afraid of that failure? 100%. Or is it that you've redefined what success is maybe? Like your, your, you know, the purpose of why you're going maybe has changed. Maybe I'm putting um, into your words into your mouth there. No, fair, no, but. no, you're making me think to be honest. Because um, I feel like I'm still on this learning phase where I haven't got it all figured out. So I think when I'm, when I'm talking more to like yourself, I just, I think I'm learning more and more about kind of where my mindset's at and I think I mean, it could be a bit of both. I think the the reasons for doing it and the purpose for doing it, are like like I said, there's so many different reasons. But I feel like a younger version of myself, excited to go in. But the fear of failure, I think, has has almost removed because because I've been open and honest, and almost like if I go to a comp and make a mistake, I am only human. So I'm being almost more realistic with my with myself, yeah. and and realizing that you know how I was feeling and my mindset going into Tokyo and of what I've had for 22 years actually isn't sustainable long term. So now being more realistic with myself and thinking, I'm gonna go and give my best shot that I can. And what, 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 how I do is how I do. I can't, I can't do any more than, I, than I'm gonna try, so. Do you think you'll enjoy the process more because of that? Yeah, I'm hoping so. I am at the moment, so I'm back <laughs> until in. You're, until you're seven hours in the morning, you're facing at seven o'clock and the stomach nerves can be like, what am I doing here again? Leah, don't let me do this again. Yeah, well, you never know. I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm, I'm loving training at the minute because I feel like I'm, I'm excited for that kind of journey and, and being open honest and almost showing that journey more as well. Like, I'm willing to say, like, if I'm not ready for a comp, that I'm willing to show the insight of, you know, it is what it is and this is the stage I'm at and this is what I'm going to try and do. Um, and I think that for me is so refreshing um, and that's why I feel more excited for this two-year journey than, than I have done you know when we yeah. was leading up to Tokyo. It's clear that family is very important to you how how much of a support is Willow as part of this as well and having that amazing energy that you can kind of focus on is that I see you smiling you don't, really, you don't feel that way or <laughs> Because you feel connected to it, I don't know. No, yeah, hundred percent. I wish I had her type of energy. I really do. But I, I think she's been massive in 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 this whole thing. And I, you know, I talk about the list is endless in terms of wanting to come back and my purpose for doing it and coming back. And and she's one of those biggest reasons. You know, I I feel like I have a responsibility, and what I do trickles down onto her. If you think about that, I feel like if I stopped when I was adamant about stopping, 
it wouldn't be retiring, it would have been quitting, and that's how I genuinely feel. And do I want to send that message to Willow? Like, absolutely not. In 10 years, 20 years down the line, if Willow asks me and talks to me about my gymnastics career and says all my, almost why did you stop after Tokyo? It would eat me up inside to, yeah. to even say I was scared of failing and not being able to make it and go to Paris. Like, I would rather give it a shot and say I give everything. And this yeah. is what I've done. Like that for me, feels like really pushing and almost sticking to what I felt like for the last 22 years of I want to mm. go for as long as I possibly can. I think there's almost an element there, a lesson from around, it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. You know, sometimes we make a decision, we do that with a genuine belief that in that moment is the right thing for you, your family and your career. And then a couple of months down the line or even a year or so down the line, you go, actually, I changed my mind and that's okay sometimes. You don't have to just stick with something just because it was right at the time. Yep, or because something it around feels going, right. Yeah, because you go, well, actually, it doesn't serve what I wanted it to serve and I feel that I, I do want to go again. Yeah, completely. And I think, I think what's helped me is, you know, just that talking to other people and then making up my own decision. You know, getting people's opinions, I think, is really important. But then, obviously, ultimately, then if it comes down to your decision and you, you take, obviously, everything, what everyone's saying about people close to you, and then you come to what you really want to do. And I feel like that's why now I feel excited to be back because I feel like I'm genuinely, like, from going, from being done to now coming back, feels like fully my decision. Like, I'm being, I'm in the gym because I thoroughly, thoroughly want to be there. And I have my target and my plan. Well, listen, I'm, when, I'm absolutely determined to go out to, to Paris. So um, I'm going to come out and try and watch you <laughs> when you do it. So I'll be shouting like, come on. <laughs> I don't know how, it's so hard to get tickets for these things, but I'm going to come. I'm going to come out to yeah, cool. the Olympics and, and, and experience as much of it as I can. I mean, I think it's a shame, like with Tokyo, with, mm -hmm. with the situation the world was in, it's like not having the fans there. I think it's going to be amazing the next one. Everyone's yeah. really going to be celebrating. But I'd be interested to know, so after... Whatever happens after Paris, would your, will your approach be different to dealing with that? Because at some time, at some point you, not saying it's Paris or whatever, but at some point you're going to retire. I know. Mm -hmm. Have you got a, like a, a plan around that? Or is, is this a lesson you've learnt going into that, potential, that you know, scenario that will happen one day? Is it? Um, it's a brilliant question because I feel like I still don't know the answers. Mm. And I think on this two year journey, that's what I'm hoping to kind of figure out. But one thing that almost is on my mind that kind of helps helps me know is that, you know, I've, I've, I've managed to get to this point from feeling that the way I felt. Um, so I've almost, feel like I've built up some tools to help, yeah. but I do have that kind of, that little bit of fear that I do not want to just delay the feeling and, mm. and almost after Paris fall into a deeper rut of the same thing. That's, that's definitely in my, on my mind. But I guess the thing is you, you've learnt from the last time what it is that, that how, like was part of the process of ending this. You know what some yeah. of the things that, that can help. But I mean, I, I, what do I know really? But one thing I would say is the therapy counselling is, is just amazing. And, um, and, I, and I, just before we talk about our kind of health stat fact of the week, you know, counselling is, is increasing in professional support. I know you said it hasn't been done, uh, you haven't experienced that yourself, but kind of therapy, mindsets and so on. I do think even for lay people as well, it's just learning and improving your understanding about the way you think can really help deal with issues. And I think sometimes we think, oh yeah, well, I, do I need that? But we can all, you can all, in the same way as you can get better in the gym, you can always improve, can't you? I, I completely agree, and I, don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've never spoke to anyone on, in that kind of in that kind of way 
like to a professional um, yet. It's not to say I never will, um, but I'm definitely almost further along that stage to be more open to it. And I think that's I the more important I can't thing. say honestly how, I mean, regardless, if you feel amazing or you feel terrible, or you feel in between, therapy helps. Yeah. That's the best message I can give to anyone. It, it, it helps. I think it's about kind of almost seeing it differently rather mm. than obviously like you, you see therapy as a kind of almost as a, a negative word yeah. in a way for, for a lot of people. It has this kind of stigma around it, but where yeah. it's almost if you look at it more like management, which is what I'm trying to think yeah. about it, like it almost feels a bit more. Yeah, I mean, Easier. I mean, you can go from a position of strength. I mean, I often think with therapy, people often think of a therapy as you've gone there from a position of weakness. You can go there from a position of strength. And yeah. when I have therapy every Wednesday. It's a big part of like my own mental health. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's that thing that you can kind of work upon and build. I guess build over time, isn't it? And I think a lot of people are afraid of taking that first step. And then when they go, they go, "Oh my gosh, actually." Why don't you do this sooner? I, I can completely imagine. And, and like I said, I think it's just, it feels like a big thing if you haven't done it. And that's why for me, it feels like a big thing. But, you know, I think I've done that kind of first stage of, you know, talking openly about how I feel. Well, talking um, is, the bit, is the first and the biggest, the most, it's the hardest step. It's the biggest step and yeah. it's the most important step. Because until you are self-aware and you open up about something you're struggling with, you ain't going to fix it. Yeah. Let's no, navigate this. <laughs> so let's do our health fact of the, of the week. So talking of getting into the gym, uh, whether that's gymnastics or a regular gym, did you know that weight training can actually help improve your life expectancy? Did you know that? It's, really? Yeah. So um, I do that differently because I know I'm posing it to you as a question. So again, so, right, so let's do our health fact of the week. So. Um, this is something we do every week and the Stompcast listeners will know we kind of have all kinds of facts. Some of them are random and a bit silly and fun and some of them are more serious. And this is a more serious one. The British Journal of Sports Medicine studied 100,000 people and found that people who lifted weights once or twice a week lowered their risk of dying from disease by 9%. And those who did aerobic exercise once or twice a week alongside weight training lowered their risk by a huge 41%. So that's, I believe that's what we call all-cause mortality. So essentially, the study basically shows with a reasonable degree of confidence that exercise yeah. is good for us and living long and, and being able to li live longer. Yep. Well, I think everyone kind of knows the benefits of exercise, but when you kind of hear it on a stats basis, it almost hits home a little bit harder, doesn't it? And it comes back to that point of a little bit, we've done a full circle around to discipline. Yep. Sometimes when you don't want to exercise for whatever reason, you do it because you know of the long-term goal or the long-term results of that, that you can live. And I think an important thing that's talking about dying effectively and living longer. Morbidity is the other thing we talk about. So like how much burden of disease you live with. And we want to live a life that's fit, healthy, you're able to do things you enjoy, don't you? And so much of exercise is not just making us live longer, but it's allowing us to do things without being burdened by illness. Yeah, and I think that's, you want to be able to do like you say the things you love be active be able to do everything for as long as you possibly can don't you and i think even just like when you talk about when you mentioned their discipline everything i think just you're it's something that you're just you'll always always thank yourself like when you say 10 20 30 years down the line you'll look back and thank yourself but it's always something you'll wish you'd done a little bit earlier Absolutely. so i think it's just like just obviously that first step is the hardest thing that we spoke about, but just motivating yourself to almost create a, 
a little bit of a good habit to help yourself in the future. I think. Yeah, something you said was really important earlier. It really stuck in my mind. You said uh, sticking to a discipline until it becomes a habit. Yeah, and I think that is absolutely fantastic because motivation is rubbish at maintaining habits, isn't it? Discipline is fantastic, and so. Yeah. You know, and start at any time. Look, I, I've had not the best health in the last six months uh, to a year for various reasons. Things have happened in my life. Life is life. That's okay. Practice self-compassion. You can start again at any point. You can change your mind. You can yeah. go back to the gym when you decided not to. And, you know, I've been, you know, exercising. I'm aware I've lost a bit of weight. That was never, like, the central goal. It's around generally feeling healthier and fitter. But yeah. You can do it any time and start with small steps. And that's what you're all doing here with us in the Stomp class. Each week, we're walking for an hour. It's a great central point for, you know, adding all your other healthy habits. A big thank you to FitFlop for sponsoring this week's episode and for keeping us all comfortable while out stomping with their scientifically tested lightweight trainers, boots, wellies, and more. Remember to head to fitflop.com to check out the full range of men and for women. Thank you to everyone that's here. Join me if you want more tips around health and so on. If you're an adult, check out Live Well Every Day or I've got the children's book, A Better Day, which actually is appropriate for, for everyone. Anyway, thank you so much for, for joining me. We've timed this very, very well. We were led slightly astray into a bush by Abby <laughs> at one point, but uh, alas, it is what it is. We enjoyed our journey and it's been a fantastic walk, hasn't it? It's been good. I appreciate you having me on. We've to the end. No, thank you so much and best of luck. I'm really excited for whatever you do, thank whatever you. you do. Like you say, it's never too late to start something, to create a new habit, um, you'll always thank yourself. So That's a great piece of advice to finish off on. Thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 